All right, let's rock. And just like that, we will begin the show. This is the Five on Five podcast presented by directmusicservice.com and Nukes Hot Sauce. I am Phenom to my right down the block from me, Jupiter Williams. What's up? Bottom left coming live from 117 degree Las Vegas. It's Nick Lopez. And our special guest today, you know him, you love him. You're a fan of him. We're all a fan of him. Make some noise. For DJ Steve Wonder. Gotta get the silencer in there. I like that. Yeah. Lick some shots. I'm good, bro. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yes. Yes. I'm excited. I'm this is kind of like uh, empty canvas. Let's go. I don't know where uh, we're yeah. going, but let's go there. I love it. <laughs> nor, nor do I. <laughs> that's, the best, that's the best way to do it. Yes. Empty ass canvas. Um, it was a no brainer to have you on, obviously overdue. Um, every time I see you come up on my Instagram, I'm like, we got to get Steve Wonder on the podcast. We talked to Spider about the DA, DJ AM days, and we're definitely going to talk to you about that. Yeah. You guys were setting some ground for the framework for a lot of shit that goes on right now. But what we do here every week, we compare two artists head to head, their top five songs as viewed most popular on Spotify. We go five rounds, it gets weird, it gets gross. You have to choose a this or a that. We all do, except for me, because it's my pick. This week, gentlemen, we are battling Steely Dan versus Gangstar. Wow. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. That's a tough one. I like it. We're going to go five rounds today, gentlemen. We're this leaving. is just as wacky as episode one. It, it, it's up there. <laughs> this is this is up there. We are leading off with round one. Steely Dan, are you reeling in the years versus Gangstar full clip? And we're starting with our guest, Steve Wonder. Jeez, start, starting off tough. Ooh. I was trying to think Ooh. if Gangstar has sampled Steely Dan, but I can't think of any off top. Um, full clip. Uh, I'm going with reeling in the years. There's something about that song that I, I feel, I don't know. I love full clip gangstar banger, maybe in my top 10 gangstar joints, but reeling in the years, Steely Dan, there's just the, the harmonies, him riffing on his verse. It's not even like singing. He's just like talking, like just such an incredible record. This is going to be very difficult, but I yeah. mean, through the whole five, but I got to go. I got to go with Steely Dan on this one. Excellent. Travis. All right. Hey, and one mixtapes, man. Let's <laughs> go. Skip to my Lou. Come on. That was a, such a big part of my childhood. And this was on the soundtrack. Let's okay. go. Who is the host on the animal mixtapes? Oh man, the the early ones, they didn't have anyone on the early ones. They had that they had a, skipped hot scissors. What was that? Yeah, yeah, name? that that was in the later ones. Hell yeah, I know Bobito was. I'm Bobito was on there for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Neek, the tiebreaker. I'm not stoked about this. I love Steely, <laughs> bro, and I love Gangstar, R.I.P. Guru. Uh full clip. Woo! Okay. I just cause that's b-boy shit, man. 
and my favorite part is one of the best yet and i i I just just that's it i'm not gonna like sit here and act like one song is better than the other one i hate this (laughs) i'm so uncomfortable (laughs) hard to tell number two round two gentlemen it doesn't get easier from here do it again from steely dan or work from gangstar let's start with jupiter And what mixtapes work? Gangstar, <laughs> let's go. Uh, Neek. Gangstar. <laughs> okay. Steve. This is the worst. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I'll go with Gangstar on this one. Okay. I, just because just because I've, I've, I think I've played out Steely um, Do It Again too much. Yeah, and like it's kind of like one of my like personal, more played out Steely Dan joints where I'm not that hyped on it anymore. But mm. back in the day, I might have said Steely Dan. But yeah, let's go with work. I mean, just yeah. inc- incredible production. That shit gets me hype every time. Okay, sure. Uh, that's a sweep for Gangstar. Let's take it to round three. Oh, this sucks for you guys, gentlemen. Uh, Steely Dan, Dirty Work or Gangstar, Mass Appeal? We're starting with Neek. I'm with that weak shit. I'll break it. Mass appeal. All right. Steve. Mass appeal. Okay. Travis. Here, one time for the ciphers. Mass appeal, man. Such a cipher cut, man. Wow. Dirty work gets swept. It does. Dude, I hate this. Okay. A reluctant sweep. Just rolled. Round four, gentlemen. Steely Dan, Hey 19, Gangstar, Above the Clouds. Starting with oh. Travis. Hey 19, man. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm going above the clouds. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Neek. I'm going Steely. Right. <laughs> yeah. it's such a smooth cut all it's, right it's like that song that you're listening to when you like want to sit back uh drink like a arnold palmer in the backyard while barbecuing sun's going down smoking a cigar. classic home depot music hell yeah let's go <laughs> home depot music yes round five gentlemen it's already been decided but we'll take it to five rounds steely dan ricky don't lose that number or a new one from Gangstar, Family and Loyalty. Let's start with Steve. Mm. Uh, Ricky, I'll go Steely Dan. Okay. Neek. Steely, Ricky don't lose my number as a fucking heater. <laughs> Travis. Um, yo, is this Gangstar one? Is this the one with Cole on it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I love Cole, but I still I got to go Steely Dan. On this one, I do love Cole. It's a dope song. I feel like J. Yeah. Cole gets, yeah, it's a good song. I'm not going to hate on it. J. Cole, Maybe it's just because I don't have like the emotional connection to it because it's new. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it is for me, too. Yeah. Uh, J. Cole gets hated on a lot, too. J. Cole does get hated on, but you know what? You can't, J. Cole gets hated on because you can't play the songs in the club. I think that's why he gets hated on. Hey, we play a lot, a lot. We we do. Uh-huh. 
We do. That's true. But that's um a twenty-one savage song. Workout. True. Workout's a perfect opener. Um. Really AT- ATM kind of goes for a second. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. The, the runner-up part. KOD. I'm a, I'm a I'm a Cole fan, but I actually didn't like that verse. I felt like he like over rapped like he knew how important it was for yeah. him to impress on that song yeah and he started he like off beat flow and I, I, i'm more a fan of him on his own beats mm-hmm. with his own song concept so mm-hmm. i don't know i mean but but that being said i am a fan and he does get way more hate than i think he deserves but I'm yeah just like you know to each his own yeah. we were just talking about middle child too how that goes off middle child goes. yeah yeah those horns are dope it's crazy we live in a time yeah Yeah. it's crazy we live in a time where like it's bad that a guy like j cole who can rap his ass off and make ill beats is like frowned upon for rapping over his own beats all the time yeah like but 15 years ago like that was dope like uh Mm -hmm. who's like like in the underground scene like a dilla type you know what i mean yeah or like um what's the guy's name um oh my god it's not on the tip of my tongue there's so many back in that era but there's one in particular that's like on the tip of my tongue that i'll probably remember in the middle of this episode when we're not talking about it anymore yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> travis, travis scott gets love for it though so yeah, it's, he does. it's the uh, yeah thing where yeah he gets love gets for it praise and i think anything travis does gets high praise but that's another podcast episode uh, gentlemen, songs that we thought should be on here from Steely Dan and Gangstar. A black mm. black cow, of course. Yep. I don't know. Black Peg, Peg sure. baby. Peg. Peg, absolutely. Kid, Kid Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Kid Charlemagne. Um, Josie. Mm, maybe. I don't know about top five, but probably on the top ten. What about from Gangstar? Oh man, um, I'm looking at it right now. I'm trying to think what would replace because they basically got it up until number uh, <laughs> number five. Yeah, but I understand why it's there. The new popular. Uh, oh, di- discipline! I, I I like discipline with total on it. Mm. You, uh, remember that whole that, album um, was great. Remember that Air Force? What was it that was it the Nike song that um, Kanye did with Gangstar? Was that or was that just a Guru? It was him. It was Kanye, Nas, and Guru. Mm, mm, I'm spacing on that one, man. I don't know if it's top five, but it's pretty fucking. It's a good be top one, though. 10, man. Yeah, let's see. Full clip is on there, right? Full clip. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about full clip. Mass appeal is on there. Yeah, I'd say Dwick. Dwick, yeah. that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, X Girl, the next girl. A lot of their singles. Yeah, X Girl, the next girl. Uh, just to get a rep, you know. I mean, a lot of their early singles were just take fire. it personal. Take it personal. Yeah. Mm. I there's a lot of songs that could have taken that number five spot. I think Dwick is the one though. Yeah, absolutely. This is an interesting one. Um, Inspected Deck is on the fucking top five. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I 
Jets. Gangstar took that one, but barely. Uh, we're going to take it to the lightning round, Steve. Uh, we only ask you these questions. We're going to hit you rapid fire. You tell us this or that. You can only keep one artist. Let's start from the top here from last week's episode. Big L or Big Pun? Big L. Okay. The Roots or NERD? <laughs> I mean, for my fandom, I got to go with The Roots. Okay. I mean, we're not talking about the Neptunes. We're talking about NERD. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, The Roots. Uh, Diddy or Rick Ross? <sighs> I got to go Diddy for the longevity and for, you know, going through so many different cycles of mm -hmm. sounds. And, you know, Ross is kind of a 2010 to now, you know, like. He says yeah. pretty on brand. Yeah, he's done what he's done since, you know, yeah. like his formula is there. Diddy, of course, Real Love Remix, you know, and anything he's done. Oh, yeah. Even from, the names. Yeah. From the mm. Uptown names. Yeah. So mm. Diddy. Aerosmith or Bon Jovi? Ooh, I gotta go Aerosmith. Okay. I mean, Bon Jovi got bigger club songs, you know, like the the crowds respond more to. But yeah. Aerosmith, if you if you I mean, walk this way. If you revisit their old shit, you know, it's just like it's so good, you know. Mm -hmm. Shit from '73, you know, up until the '90s, they still had yeah. some joints, you know. So. Yeah. Cool in the gang or Shalimar? Cool in the gang. I think I, I like Shalimar. Shalimar has more like deeper cuts. I, I value their depth more, but mm -hmm. cool in the gang. I mean, come on, summer madness. I mean, all their pop hits. It's it's just too much. The catalog mm. is too thorough. Yeah. Mm. Queen or Bowie? Bowie. Okay. Same thing. Usually, but I feel like the common thread is the longevity of these artists. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. So, uh, Zap or Gap Band? Oh, jeez. Zap or Gap? Gap or Zap? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, how can I diss Roger Troutman? Um, <laughs> that should be a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> These are tough, how can, bro. How can you diss Uncle Charlie? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, it's just a mood, right? Are you feeling soulful? Or are you feeling funky? I mean, yeah. you know, uh, I'll go with Zap because I'm from the West Coast, and they their sound kind of defines the West Coast yeah. sound. Yeah. But but I love Gap Band Soul Joints. I mean, Yearning mm -hmm. for Your Love is like at the top of my list of of soul jams. So mm -hmm. yeah, uh, but I'll go with Zap. Okay. Clips or Mob Deep? Mob Deep. Okay. For sure. Travis Scott or Future? Travis Scott. Jay-Z or Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> <laughs> the Boss uh, or... No, nah, I'll go with Jay-Z. Okay. Yeah. Weezer or Blink-182? Weezer. Okay. Easy. Three six mafia. <laughs> no, di no disrespect to Spider. <laughs> shots. I just slide that in. I just slide that in. Uh, three six mafia or Wu Tang Clan. Wu. Okay. All the way. Sade or Aaliyah. Sade. Boys like, to Men. Jodeci. 
That's like Aaliyah's mom, you know? Yeah. Mom, yeah. mom or yeah. daughter. For real. True. True. Um, ooh, Boyz Man Jodeci. Damn. Um, I guess Jodeci. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Phil Collins or George Michael? Damn. Um, let's go George Michael. Okay. Missy or Busta? Because George Michael produced a lot of his own shit too. He so did. Not oh, that Phil, did. not that Phil Collins didn't, but yeah. Um, what was the last one? Sorry. Missy or Busta? Missy or Busta? Missy. Okay. Prince or MJ? Mm. MJ. Okay. We like to ask this one as the last question on the lightning round: Outcast or Hall and Oates? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go with Outcast because Love Below is like one of my favorite albums of all time. So. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, I gotta go with Outcast. Oh yeah. All right. That passes the lightning round. Yeah, he yeah. passed. He passed. Good job. <laughs> that okay. passes the lightning round. Had a little um, delay at the end, but but we passed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start from the top here. Tell us about the questions. Yeah. Shit. I mean, it's a it's a it's our hip hop trivia. We I guess it's a game show. It's uh, me and my cousin, um, mm. Sean Dammit, who is the uh, host. And um, we started out doing them in L.A. live at uh, Lime Barber, this bar in Highland Park. And we did it at like delicious pizza and different venues. And it was just like, a, you know, a trivia night, game night. But I, we were like, yo, let's do it about hip hop. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the fandom is definitely there. It's clearly the most popular music in the world. You know, the, mm-hmm. takeo- the takeover is complete. We're here now. You know, yeah. so um, we just were, were liner note fiends. We love the minutia, and we were just like, we should bring this to the public, and we did that. And you know, we did it about a year and a half strong, and then of course, COVID hit, and uh, we took it. Um, we 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 adapted, you know, evolve or dissolve. So we just started doing them on IG, and you know, it was kind of like uh, we wish we had been doing them on IG all the time. And I'm sure a lot of people feel that way about any of their, their social, you know, platforms or, you know, like podcasts, whatever it may be. And, um, you know, just off the strength of people we know, just started booking a bunch of hip hop peeps, you know, like from legends to writers, you know, we had Warren G on produce producers. We have Dell on tomorrow. Um, Rappers, anyone, anyone involved? We had we had Milo the Cat, the guy that does all the uh, videos, the yeah. the cartoon ones, you know, like anyone. And and we've able, yeah, it's been cool, man. We've been able to um, just maintain. We're like a hundred and four or five episodes deep. We're waiting on doing Skills versus Quest Love, a heads up battle. And you know, our hopes are now that we're opening back up is that we've we've made so many new relationships by having these people on that we can take the show on the road and maybe do a bigger, bigger events, bigger platforms, something that maybe a ticketed event. I don't know, but you know, it's a lot of work. You know, my cousin Sean is definitely the, the, um, the, the engine that keeps it going, you know? Um, but yeah, it's a labor of love, man. You know, yeah. like, oh, 
that. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot like what it's a lot like what we what we're doing and what we're what we're striving to do. What um what do you think is your was your biggest obstacle with it? Um, it's just building an audience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like um, we talk about that because I see other people doing hip hop trivia, and you know no. We don't own hip hop trivia, you know. Right. Like we're we're probably one of the first ones starting out, and who knows, five years from now, it might be on television. Mm-hmm. Someone else doing it, you know what I mean? Like we actually looked into copywriting trivia, and you can't, you can't, you can only copyright the name. You can't, you can't copyright a game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. anyone, right? Anyone could do a Jeopardy game, just can't call it Jeopardy. You know what I mean? Gotcha, like, so, gotcha. so it's kind of it's just an open market for anyone. So. One was, I guess, kind of, yeah, like building building the audience, but, you know, through a lot of hard work and 100 plus episodes later, you know, we're, we're, we'll be near 10,000 followers soon, but, mm-hmm. you know, building building a, a generic core, we never wanted to, like, fake our numbers or, yeah. you know, do bots or any of that stuff. And, um, you know, and now the challenge is now that we're all opening back up is to, you know, expand with it. So, mm-hmm. you know. And there'll be more challenges on top of that. But, you know, uh, luckily, like Skills, who was our first guest and who came to a bunch of our shows in L.A., um, really believes in it. He actually did one in Virginia um, Mm. with Lonnie B. and and some of his peeps. So luckily, we have some certified people who are down to help. And, you know, when it comes to scaling, that's really important. You know, Mm -hmm. his his hip-hop social network is so expansive. And, you know, that, that, that's another, another important part is just, you know, we're, we're talking to like our boy cheap shot is doing a, um, that's a sick name. He has a new, uh, uh, he has a new podcast, um, where he interviews legends and we've been talking to him about, you know, he has these guests, we can give him this guest. So, you know, Mm -hmm. we're, we're all, it's all part of the hip hop nostalgia kind of the grander thing. And, um, you know, it's it's fun to be a player, and we we talk to a lot of other podcast people, and you know, what I mean, it, it it feels like, you know, we're part of a a network of like minded people, such as this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Man, having Dell on your show is like no small chips. Having Warren G on your show is no small chips. Having skills is yeah. having skills on your show is no small chips. What's the first thing you want to ask Dell? I mean, like it's it's fucking Dell, like <laughs> you know. Like. I have no idea, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, Sean's gonna do the do do the uh, hosting. Um, we usually just like our, our, how we how we do the games is we we it's it's tricky. You can't be too off mm-hmm. of of what the guest knows, but yeah. you can't be too easy. You know, mm-hmm. you can't can't throw softballs. You can't throw curveballs it kind of has to be like straightforward so you know all the questions we ask are related to their career somehow or you know it's always like we drop a dime so they could talk about something else Mm -hmm. but um i have no idea you know like my boy hit me up he's like last time i saw saw delhi was stoned out of his mind and could barely talk so i'm really (laughs) i'm really interested to see yeah. how it goes and how he responds. And yeah, man, I mean, it's a big pull. I mean, Dell's one of my faves, like all time from being in junior high and opening the source magazine and seeing the hieroglyphic stickers yep. and being like, whoa, what is this? And clearly he, 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 
he brought the world hieroglyphics and then souls and casual. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just a huge fan and will always be Deltron 3030. I mean, the gorillas, you know, all, all the work he's done, like he, he doesn't miss and, and, and he's so understated in his impact and he's a hero for sure. Absolutely. Right. Man, like, Make sure you sneak in a Tony Hawk question for me, please, because yeah. I want to know. How <laughs> well, we, we, we open it up, you know, on our IG. Like, it's important for us to ask questions from the fans, you know. So yeah. we yeah. on our post, if you go to our IG after this, we ask, what, what do you want us to ask Dell? That's really yes. important, you know. You're you going to be in there, Colin? Keep a, keep a jeweler's glass for my there you eye. Yo, uh, speaking of fan questions, I do want to slide this in and parlay this real quick. We had a very important fan question from Aaron the Era. Uh oh. What do you got oh, against Aaron. Lemon? <laughs> Shout out. Aaron wants to know what do you got against Lemon? Well, it's funny because that that conversation bled into when we were having online. I, I just think the double time part on Lemon is completely unnecessary. And I have like four versions of it. And yeah, I was playing it the other day. <laughs> And I hit the wrong, and it went into the whole Pharrell. <laughs> and I was just like, and I was just like, no, this isn't it. You know, like you're, you're in your like 96 BPM, and then it goes to 192, and you're like, yeah. no, that's not yeah. where I wanted to be. So I was just like, it was just something I thought when I was DJing. I'm, like, I'm gonna tweet that, but <laughs> I love the Rihanna part. You know, the Rihanna part does it. Yeah, but, I love the timing because you took such a hardline stance against that. And I'm like. Oh, we got this guy on the show tomorrow. Let's yeah. fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Fuck the song. I want to hear what happened. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then yeah. and then and then Flip Out was just arguing with me about it, how he loves it, and I'm like, come on, bro. Like, you yeah. know, like in in the nerd discography, Lemon falls way down on the list. Like, you're yeah. listing you're it's listing crazy. thirty you're listing thirty nerd Neptune songs. Before you list that one, yeah, to be honest. which is wild because it's the first song most popular on Spotify when you pull up NERD. Because uh, Rihanna, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we all Spot know about us. the navies. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yo, I love Rihanna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same. Don't we all? Same. Yeah. No, we do. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Absolutely. Wait, is she with? Is she with ASAP Rocky? She is, unfortunately. Unfortunately. It's yes. so weird because Anybody I feel I feel I feel like I feel like in the kind of like general consensus, like he doesn't get his props for that, you know, like that's like one of the top polls in the game. And, well, and yeah. like, like you were like, unfortunately, like like cats aren't like giving him showing him love. Like people yeah, are, that's, people I mean, are no, mad just, about it, right? No, normally no. I I, I would show him love, but it it's it could be anyone in Travis. It's Rihanna. Um, yeah. If it was Drake, I, mean, I would have said the same thing. I think I agree with you. It's like one of the biggest pulls. Like that's like Daisy oh. pulling Beyonce back yeah. when he did that. So, and I'm like, if anybody was gonna do it, it's gotta be Rocky. He's the flyest rapper. Period. It's gotta like, be. He's gotta do it. Yeah. So, it's not Drake, huh? Fuck no, Rocky's the illest, bro. <laughs> Rocky's the freshest like contemporary rapper out. I'm pretty fly. No, but I mean, I mean, Drake had a little window where. Oh, I... he had a window, but he's too soft. He couldn't pull anything. <laughs> Yo, oh, come on, man. I think I think Rihanna sees through a lot of it. Rihanna she's sees through that soft <laughs> yeah, shit. She's not yeah, with that yeah. shit, bro. Yeah. The Marvin's room. <laughs> she needs. Yeah. She needs more. She needs Harlem, not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not Toronto. Man. 
not, Cana- not, not Canadian bar mitzvahs. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. I can say that because I'm Jewish. See, there we go. <laughs> That's and my then brother. people were mad at him because he was billed so high on governor's ball. And I'm like, well, what do you expect? You know, like, yeah. of course. Yeah. Of course he's going to be. Like, it's governor's ball in New York. It's ASAP. Yeah. Yo, come on. It goes hand in hand. On, like, well, Megan Thee Stallion should be built above him. I'm like, it's still ASAP Rocky. Like, yeah. It takes yeah. 100 years off. He's still in New York on his turf, man. And he has a great show. I actually saw him in Germany. I ran in. I was DJing in Germany like four or five years ago. I ran in. I happened to be in Frankfurt the same time Bonix was out there. Oh, shout and it, out. And, and it was a Khalifa Rocky tour. And I kind of missed, I got there late, but I saw some of Rocky's show and mm. I thought it was, he was really good, really dope show. This was the, uh, I think it was the um, Acid one. What was that song? Uh, LSD. Oh, yeah, 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 LSD. Did, that that yeah. album. And yeah. that's a dope, that's a dope album. And I was like, man, this is like really a great performance, you know? Yo, how much weed was at that show? My yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. For real. That's like, that's like, when Wiz is in the building, you're like, yo, I'm not smoking whatever that guy's smoking. But you pair him with like Rocky and the ASAP mob, you're like, yo, I can't, I can't even be in this room. I'd be too high, man. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> like Bonix, I was I was with the DJ who I was DJing with. I think it was Catch. You know, mm. DJ Catch, he did that horns, the yeah. horns. Bam, 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 bam. Uh-huh. Um, but he Bonix brought us on the tour bus to meet Wiz. It was really cool of him. But it was like it was it was a good look, me being the guest, but also like mm-hmm. ho- hooking up the guy who booked me and who was looking out on you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's it's cool how that shit turns out. But yeah, that was that was a cool time. Yo, and you uh were tour DJ for uh Theophilus London. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. Dang. Yeah. No, Come no on. big deal. Yeah. And you don't <laughs> want to get into that, man. Uh you did I have uh, a funny man. story about Theophilus London. Oh, you got one. So back when I worked at Excess as a busser, I was listening, you know, I was like 22 years old. So like, I don't know, 2011 or so. I was listening to him pretty tough when he made those like first couple of mixtapes. And he walked into the club and he's walking around by himself. He's tall as fuck too. Yeah. He, he, he <laughs> walks in the club and I'm like, like, I know who that is. And I stop him. I'm like, I, for whatever reason, it was like three in the morning and I could not think of his name. And I was like, <laughs> who are you? And he uh-huh. like looks at me and he goes, and he laughs and he goes, I'm nobody, man. And he just kept walking. That's and I was funny. like, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and then I get in my car and I'm like, fuck, Theophilus London. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but yeah, you've got to have some wild stories from beyond tour with that dude too, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, nothing too, nothing too crazy, but we did some dope shit. I mean, I linked with him, my best friend, um, is a producer. His name's Ariel Rexshide. He produced. He produced. He produced "Flying Overseas" with with um, Blood Orange for Theo, and he did. Um, what was the one? It was called "Why Even Try," and and so that's around the time I link with him. My boy Ariel calls me up. He's like, "Hey, you want a DJ on David Letterman?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. Get get some get someone nah, else. Get Leno. So I'll always remember this. And and he um yeah, he we we had rehearsals in New York. It was it was crazy. I met Blood Orange. He was his guitarist at the time, like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. very 
very like I kind of didn't know who he was, but my boy was always working with him. And um, I remember we were we were we were in Manhattan at a rehearsal studio rehearsing. And then there's all this hoopla around a video. They're like watching YouTube and this video, like, like, what is it? Like, oh, this video is crazy, man. They killed it. Blah, blah. And I watch it and it's, it's Yonkers. By oh Tyler. my God. <laughs> Fuck yeah. We were just talking about that. And yeah. it was like, and you know, eating, eating yeah, the cockroach and all that shit. And it was just like, whoa. Like it was like, it was, it, it was cool to be involved with Theo at that time. Cause it was like a movement, like clearly, that was Tyler's kind of introduction to the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. The- Theo was introducing himself to the world. It was kind of like the precursor to just kind of like how, like I like the shit that's out now, but 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 everything that was happening then led to what like like kind of like not the underground, but like more, you know, just alternative. Just, yeah, alternative artists going yeah. mainstream, being pop, especially how well you know Blood Orange is done. Um, we did some shows with. Solange, this is mm. like 2012, 2013, when a lot of people weren't checking her because she mm-hmm. was on she's on the hook for flying overseas. Mm-hmm. So got got to meet her. That was cool. You know, Letterman, Kimmel. I mean, those like the party stories weren't that crazy. Actually, I have a, the, a funny story was so I used to I used to when when they would have me DJ with Theo, not not necessarily for a show, but like they would have me do some private events, right? Mm-hmm. And they would give me no info on the shit. Like they would, they would tell me how much I'm getting paid, show up, blah, blah, blah. My whole thing was like, I, Theo would ask me to play shit. He loved Lil B. He loved this and that, right? So we're doing some event in Chicago and I can't even remember this shit, right? And, um, but it's like a private event. I don't know what the brand was, maybe Sharp or a club, you know, some, Mm -hmm. some, it was a corporate event. You know, right. put it that way. I'm, I'm not necessarily like a corporate event DJ. And also like me <laughs> not being tuned into what's happening. So, so he always hits me before, like, cause I'll DJ like, you know, for like 15 minutes before <laughs> he hops on for his performance. But he's like, yo, play that little B joint, play yeah. this and that, you know, and the shit he would ask me to play would be vulgar as hell. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, yo, like it's his show. I'm DJ for him. Like, I'm, I'm not doing my set. I'm like, he wants to hear this. I'll play it. So yeah, I did this one corporate gig in Chicago, funny enough. And, um, seven years later, I'm at this golf tournament. Right. And it's, um, and these guys, it's kind of an industry thing. And these guys come up to me and they were like, they were like, yo man, I can't remember. I don't, I'm paraphrasing, but they were like, Yo, man, why why'd you play that shit at that at that event? <laughs> they were like, they're like the client came up to us and was furious and was like, it, like as if I had like ruined their ruined their relationship with yeah. that. And I and I was so oblivious to it because I was just kind of like, no one's saying don't play this, don't play that. They're just like, you know, like I'm not clued in. And um, yeah, it turned out these guys were prom- like. They threw the event, so they they brought in Theophilus. They had the brand, and apparently shit went south. I but but me being out of the loop, I never heard anything about it till so wow. much so much later. And of course, I apologize. But like, it really you know it really was a situation where it wasn't intentional. I wasn't trying to like, but it, it was some little b like. 
fuck you bitch. Yeah, little B is like yeah. Yeah. shit is so ignorant. It was like like Theophilus wanted to hear the most ignorant little B song he could. Yeah. And my dumb ass played it, and it's so funny that like so many years later, and I was like, yo, man, I'm sorry. Like blah blah blah. Like there's nothing I could do, you know, but but they they thought it was like I did it like they kind of took it personal. They were, yeah. they, they they were still upset. <laughs> they were still upset about it like seven years later, and I was like, yeah. I'm, "I'm damned if I do. I'm damned if I don't." Exactly. But that was a that was a funny story of of, of working Why'd with Why'd you sabotage Theo. the event? Why'd you sabotage the event? No, that's that's how they came at me, man. It's exactly how they came at me. I was like, I, I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Can't be playing no little B at Prestige Worldwide. Yeah, <laughs> at this Sony event, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> the cantalita wine mixer, you can't do hey, that. Man. That that definitely that was the catalyst to a lot of that art rap though, where every yeah. video is is cinematography to the max. Everything is fucking cool. There's brand names left and right, which like led into Rocky and all that stuff even more. Mm-hmm. And more. So I think Theo was kind of ahead of the curve in that sense, you know, like he. Like some artists just, you know, they're just, he was too early. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was kind of like, yeah. I like, mean, but, even Kanye tried to, you know, get on that, that wave and try to help. Cause you know, Kanye likes to, well, yeah. He likes to get the young guys and yeah. let, me, let yeah. me get some of that. Let me get, and Theo was one of those dudes, man. Mm-hmm. Theo was tight, man. He was doing that. He did those two mixtapes or three mixtapes maybe where it's like all eighties. Yeah. Like, yeah, eighty songs we rapped over them. Mm-hmm. And then recently, he did our favorite song, "Only You." He did the cover with Tame Impala. Yep, fire. Theo's still fire, bro. Theo, that Bebe album is sick. Theo's still yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah. that's like, give that man his flowers. He's a yeah, yeah icon, he does bro. deserve his flowers. Yep, he's like acid on the beach, man. That's, yeah, he's acid <laughs> on the beach for real. Lucy on the beach for real. Hey, speaking yeah. of beaches, speaking yo, of Steve. If you were stranded on an island, what album are you bringing? You can only bring one album, one album only to listen to. Jeez. Probably a Stevie Wonder album. Oh. And probably maybe Inner Visions. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I was going to say songs, songs in the Key of Life or Inner yep. Visions, but like, I need, I need something that has all the feels. Okay. That, that touches all the sounds and like yeah. that's Stevie. You know, he's gonna give you some ballads. He's gonna give you some funk, some rock, mm-hmm. some soul. That's what I, I need. I need the all encompassing. I can't just. It's probably not gonna be a hip hop album that's just like. Yeah. Just, just rapping. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I need. But um. But if it's a beach too, maybe a Bob Marley album too. You know, like. Yeah. That 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 fit that fits that fits the vibe. So. Of course. Yeah. Intervisions is a solid. solid that is thing. a good pick. I like that the Stevie thing is getting around right now. A yeah. lot of our guests are picking Stevie. Yeah. I like yeah. that. We're, we're showing love. Yeah. Shout out, Stevie. Um, Thanks, Stevie. Thank you. Yeah, thank wrap you, that Stevie. man in bubble wrap. Hey, Stevie. Thoughts Stevie. are with Stevie Wonder right now, bro. For real. All my energy is with Stevie Wonder right now. I think I, I pray he goes on tour, man. If he goes, yeah. that's like yeah. my, my, I've never seen him live. So that's like my number one ticket. I saw him. I saw him twice. I saw him at the Songs in the Key of Life anniversary tour. Oh, wow. Which was fucking unreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw him at MGM out here. Uh, I wept twice. Yeah. And then I saw him for the last tour he did out here. He had like a three-day like event at Cosmo. And it was a Stevie Wonder song party. And mm-hmm. that one is when I started to get worried about Stevie. Mm. 
he didn't finish the third date mm. and he came out late and he had to leave early mm-hmm. and he i don't know if you're up on stevie wonder news but he is currently being like watched yeah because he's not doing good health and his family is keeping the news very tight yeah so i our thoughts are with stevie wonder right yeah mm-hmm. wrap that man in bubble wrap for real Nick and I talked about this. I think Travis and I talked about this. I saw him the day after Michael Jackson died. And so it was him and John Legend. And he just performed everything from him, from MJ. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal, man. That was. There's a version going around of him doing um, I Can't Help It. MJ's I Can't Help It. Oh, oh. I don't don't have it, but I've heard it. And it's dope. You say King Mose has it? King most did that in it. Oh, dope! Yeah, uh-huh. that shit is because it's yeah. it's a video. It's him like live on a TV show. Oh wow! And he doesn't really like know the words, but he knows the melody, and he's yeah. kind of just like riffing. Yeah. And then he gets into the hook, but King Most made it like a whole oh, song. Yeah. It's ill. Oh man, so I need good. to hit him up. Shout out King Most, but yeah, I need yeah, to hit him up. I want to ask. Uh, I want to take a step back a couple years, pre Theophilus London touring, and I want to get into. The Dexter years. Oh the, yeah. The OG, the OG, the bottle service, the blog house. I want to mm-hmm. get all into all of that. We did hear Spider's side of things on how things kind of bobbed and weaved through. I want to hear it from your end. What yeah, was sure. kind of going on at that time? What led you guys to meeting up with AM? Where your career was before that? Um, where the career was? I was DJing. Saturday nights at an Indian restaurant, making two making two hundred dollars a night, lugging four crates of records upstairs to DJ for an Indian dinner crowd. So that's where my career was. But um, you know, I mean, I, I similarly with Spider, we started as underground hip hop guys, you know, and that was our forte. And then, um, you know, as you kind of as you grow older, tastes taste evolve. And my thing was like, I was DJing parties in college and stuff. And there's a mashup I made that takes um, Marvin Gaye, Let's Get It On, and it's got the explosive beat under it. Mm. And that was, a, that was a mix I used to do on vinyl, like at house parties, you know, because I was like, oh, these are the same tempo, these work, you know? So, like, I kind of had an idea of what mashups were before they became a thing, you know, before it was like, oh, what are mashups? So I kind of, like, knew to blend genres and... Um, I I appreciated it. You know what I mean? I, I didn't see it as a fab, but I saw it as like kind of like um, kind of an elevation of the game. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this is pre knowing about Z Trip and AM and anyone, you know, DJP, like cats who really like brought it to the forefront. Um, but yeah, you know, I was I was a bedroom DJ slash had a few gigs, you know, slash do a friend's party and um you, I, you just started to hear about am you know what i mean you just started to hear about this guy and like i would say it was like he was like a mythical figure you mm-hmm. know what i mean it was like this guy that gets ten thousand dollars a night to dj you know mm-hmm. like I, i'm younger than than am by i think like five years um i'm a few years younger than spider so i i wasn't hip to like i, I really wasn't in the hollywood scene i really wasn't privy to his like him becoming mm-hmm. who he became, I kind of got hip to him when he was already, his name was established, mm-hmm. you know, and he, 
and you went on his website. Did you guys ever check out his site back in the day? No. No, I haven't. Uh -uh. It was a... um, Fuck, I don't want to mess it up. Someone someone can correct me when they watch this, but it was a... uh, I, I think it was a turntable, actually. And, like, you click different parts. You clicked it, and it would be, like, a scratch. It was, like, DJ AM. And it was, like, all the bus of rhymes, like, hoo-ha. You know what I mean? It would yeah. be, like, all these. <laughs> it was, like, a, a super HTML page, but it was early. But it had his resume on it. And it had Maxim Party, Hugh Hefner Party, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio private event you know what I mean it was like mind-blowing because like to be so far from that know nothing about that scene to see like the Jordan of the shit you know what I mean you're like yeah. whoa that's like next level like you're you're just like DJing in your bedroom like you have no idea about the business yeah you have no idea like where someone could take it and clearly he took it to the the utmost heights mm-hmm. more more than anyone did even in the short time that he had you know, but um, so it was just that's why I say it was like mythical to me because it was like, whoa, like how can one guy do so much? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was like I couldn't fathom it, you know, and yeah. then and then, you know, the, the genesis of meeting him was that my cousin was the marketing um, director for uh, Bongo Jeans. It was Bongo Jeans. Well, she worked for this brand called Iconics that had a bunch of different brands. And so they were doing a, they, they were at Magic. They had a booth at Magic. And it just so happened that Nicole Richie was their spokesperson. So me and Spider went out there to DJ. We were the residents. We packed his, his Ford Explorer up, drove it out, tables, eight crates of records. This is like, I think Spider might be on final scratch at the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this is like, I don't sometime in 2005 like early early you know what I mean like so we were there for three days but then they told us yeah like Nicole Richie's coming through for a meet and greet and her boyfriend wants to play a little set so we we're like bet you know what I mean like this is the guy we've heard about this whole time you know what I mean? <laughs> and then there's video of it I don't know if Spire told you guys of it I, we filmed our whole trip and yeah. we filmed I put it up on my YouTube of AM playing a set and you know he he did what am does you know like the crazy crabs the live live blends he did sweet home alabama you know what i mean mm-hmm. he did he did um he was just so refined and so dope and so casual and and such a boss on that shit you know what i mean mm-hmm. like he really i mean to this day i don't have much of a persona when i dj because i'm like so concerned about what I'm gonna play next, or like I'm 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 all in my head. But watching him, I was like, oh, like you could you you you're a showman. You know what I mean? You have to like uh, exude confidence, exude style, exude yeah. exude grace, exude. You know, so he was one of the first DJs that I saw in person doing that. You know, what I mean, before that, it was just a lot of like battle dj i was really into the itf and you know dmc when i was younger but Mm -hmm. a lot of those djs it's it's a different style of flair you know what i mean like he was just he just like was as confident he looked like he was like a chef like cooking shit up you know what i mean yeah the way he moved and everything he did so um yeah and then you know like he told us oh uh when you guys are in la come to my club he had just opened lax and we're like bet and then 
there was, I think, another Candies event with him and Nicole there. And we pull up and we both had our CDs and we gave him our CDs. And he's like, oh, um, he's like, go to the booth and meet Kevin Scott. And then we met, huh. we, went to, we went to the booth and Kev is there DJing. It's like a private event. There's like sliders or d'oeuvres and shit. And Kev's like, we give Kev our CD. We're like, oh, nice to meet you, man. He's like, Kev, I'll never forget it. Kev goes, oh, you're AM's boys. Ah. Oh. And we were oh, just shit. like, I don't know if like in the moment Spider like was taken back, but I was like, damn, he called us AM's boys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, 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 like AM had already given him the cosign to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it occurred to me, I was like, oh, this shit is official. We're not just some like, like, like some random guys, like AM, like that, that, that meant everything to me. You know what I mean? It was like that, you know, like it kind of, it kind of validated like who, who we were, even though we were nobodies, but to have like this guy co-sign us to like yeah. his, to his right hand, man, meant it, it meant the world. And it, it, it kind of meant like that, that we're where we should be, you know, like yeah. we're, we're accepted, like, like, like this is, this is where we're, we're planning it out. Right. And then, you know, like Kev started hiring me and spider to open for him at LAX and, I mean, this is our first experience in Hollywood. Like we mm -hmm. were, we we were doing little dive bars in Santa Monica. Like I said, like in an Indian restaurant in Silver Lake. Like we were not hip to the game at all. Like cats have been, Vice was in the game, Stone Rock. Cats have been running that shit. You know what I mean? And we didn't know anyone, so we kind of had, we kind of snuck in the back door, but just like to the main room. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it was pretty crazy. We didn't have to go through these many channels and meet this guy, meet that guy. Like. We met the dude at the top. He 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 co-signed us, and then it just kind of evolved. And from opening from Kevin at at uh, at LAX, and then meeting Fashion, and then meeting Scene, and then you know slowly but surely, uh, at the same time, all this Crooklyn Clan is popping mm, off mm -hmm. online, and I'm contributing to my edits. So it's like a perfect storm of like locally meeting the right people and also like building a name for yourself online where other DJs, Oh, you made that blah, blah, blah. And just, it was just such a, such a unique time. And I wish, I wish at the time I had really known it. It took several years later to look back on it, to realize what a special time it was, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But, um, you know, meeting, uh, so scene, uh, I met scene and then scene would book me for his 2080 party and that was my first time going to Seattle, like my first few out of town gigs. Mm -hmm. And, and scene wasn't there, but I had to, but I had to link up with the other resident that night who was this guy named four color Zach. And then, <laughs> and then, and then four, and then four color Zach <coughs> opens up the night and completely destroys the shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the headliner and I'm supposed to go on out there and I'm like, <coughs> I'm like, I have like two mixes in mind that mm -hmm. I think are cool. I'm freestyling the rest of my set. Like, let me just pray and get through this after, you know, that was my first time really realizing like when you go out of town, these residents in other cities, like it's their room. Yeah. They're, they're, they don't happen to be like a good DJ playing that spot. Like they fucking own that spot. Yeah. Just like when I saw Phenom at Underground that one time. And I know they have a lot of different residents, but like I was like, he's this is his room. This is how he plays it. Like when you hear a DJ that knows what they're doing, you're like, oh, like 
they're not just running like they're not just doing what they're hired to like they're they're injecting themselves like they're putting mm-hmm. their persona into this space and that was my, like i mean and i knew i mean me and zach had convos back then about like the struggles of trying to make it you know as this was pre-Dexstar, you know. Well, I, m- I might have been on Dexstar at that point, but you know, it was like everyone was just kind of in their own space, and we were all figuring out like what to do. But you know, slowly but surely, you know, uh, they put Dexstar together, and you know, like luckily I was collateral and was down and cool with everyone. And Kevin Scott would throw these house parties out in Yorba Linda, these pool parties, and we would all meet up and talk and. You know, I think Mixmaster Mike came through to one. It was just like 40 DJs. It was the first, my first sense of being in like a community like that. And like I said, mm-hmm. like, it was just such a special time. And, you know, what I mean, I'm just, I'm so happy to have been part of it and to have, you know, have made an impact, like, for what it's worth. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was like, I never gotten DJing to be the biggest club DJ. You know what I mean? Like I always did it cause I love DJing. I love playing music. I love messing with music. Mm-hmm. So, so any, any success that I reached or heights or things that I did was all just cherry on top. You know what I mean? I was never in it to like, to snake people or to like hustle my way or do whatever I could to get the most money. Like I never approached it like that. So you know. There's something to be said about that, man, because you guys really, when you look at that Dexstar picture, and I'm going to speak kind of on behalf of the group here, that's a bit of a Mount Rushmore, man. Yeah. For open format, working ass, bottle service club DJs, that you can put these guys in any room in the United States, any room in the fucking world, and they're going to figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Point blank, period. You know, Aoki went the route of EDM. Obviously, it's a little bit more centralized in his vibe where he's like, Okay, I'm only playing EDM now. Went on to be massive, massive, massive bottle service in that regard. But there's something to be said when you look at that picture, all of these guys are still working Mm -hmm. a lot. You're working, fashion, scene, uh, spider, everyone on this picture, grand theft, everyone Mm -hmm. is working. And that kind of set the tone. I feel like it was maybe like you said, a small window of opportunity too, which led to a huge boom right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. Just, um, just looking at that. I think I I see it like the bulls, you know, take it back to Chicago. It's like AM was Jordan. Mm -hmm. And then, and then every, everyone around like does their job, like Mm -hmm. Pippin Rodman, like all the other DJs because of AM's greatness and, and what we were all trying to, to do in the game like it it just helped everyone you know like without him to this day cats aren't getting the money that they get Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. rates fluctuate but he blew the roof open for for what djs can make it was Mm -hmm. never it was never like that and i think people who 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 make what they make in the game now are so far removed from that that they don't they don't understand that you know what i mean like this is pre the edm boom 2011 2012 you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it was him and paul oakenfold that had million dollar contracts in vegas and nobody else you know what i mean like that that shit was unprecedented unheard of and it's like for all djs not just open format like it has to be known and appreciated that 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 he he did that for everyone you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like and and because not every dj 
a lot of DJs are getting money, but they're not getting other DJs money. Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and he could call the shots and say, put this person in this room. And, you know, and at the end of the day, he had the skills to back it up and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, 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 and the DJs, we, we recognize that we saw, you know what I mean? That's why yeah. all the ill, all, you know, Miss Master Mike, a track, like they all, they all, Gave him his props because they knew he wasn't some fly by night. You know what I mean? They knew he mm-hmm. was a student of the game, you know. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, it was Bro. it was it was such a unique time and a blessing. And I I, I used to think a lot what, what the game would be like if he didn't pass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't think that there's I think the EDM boom would have still happened, but I think you know him 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 not being him not being the um, the gold standard kind of diluted um, what was accepted in terms of like who gets gigs, who's a resident where, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. now it's all about relationships. Now it's all yeah. about kind of networking, knowing the right people. I mean, it, all, it always was, but, but when he was there, it was like, you got to rock it like this guy does. Like mm-hmm. if you're not, if you're not bringing it like that guy, then we don't want you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and th- I think that's kind of like what's missing from the game, kind of. You know what I mean? At least to the open format game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was, it, was, it was a big loss, you know? I definitely think, going off of what you said, AM's Vegas would probably be much different now. Yeah. <laughs> as, yeah. far as, as far as what you see in the bottle service, in the, you know, like one group has bookings over six venues and it's like, okay, we just shuffle these guys around. I think that would be a lot different of rosters moving forward. Yeah. yeah. Even like that EDC would have had, like AM would have curated his own stage for that too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, haven't gone down and done that's, that. a, that's a great actual, like, that's kind of a crazy hypothetical to think about is how would AM affected festival culture? Because that kind of came, that kind of, I shouldn't say that came, came after like, it became mm-hmm. huge and monumental in the way that we see it now after. So mm-hmm. I wonder what AM's influence would have been on, on that side of things. I mean, all, all I can imagine is it would have been the biggest, like right. whatever you can think is the biggest, it, it would what probably, it would it, it, or it would have been above that, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like that's, that's just like when I saw his resume and I heard about him, like it was just like over my monumental. Yeah. It was, I couldn't even think that this stuff was there. So like he said, he'd have his own stage or, I mean, you know, when he passed, he had the Nike doing commercials with Kobe yeah. live, live shows with Jay-Z. I mean, come on, like, mm-hmm. like who knows? I mean, it, but, Who knows? but, but, but he was yeah. a, cha- he was a champion of open format DJs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that was his, thing like he put all his peoples on that you know none of us are were specialized in this we just played everything kind of mm-hmm. like his style you know and 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 once and once there was no one to champion that kind of style like uh venues yeah. and, and places started to see open format djs as more expend expendable and just mm-hmm. you know what i mean that that's why being specialized is important now like if you're an Afrobeat DJ or you do this one thing, like it's it's almost it's almost better for your career to really hone in on one thing. Mm. But 
but that's not the cloth a lot of us are cut from right we, we go back to those days you know what i mean like yeah. and, and, it, and it's crazy to see on tiktok now all these mashups and weird things that are popping off and getting hundred thousands of views and like you're like yo i was doing that's that just 15 years ago you know yeah. like this was <laughs> like something that's just djing yeah, yeah it was it was just like we were saying with like theophilus was too early like what we were all doing was too early like there wasn't a, a market to blow it up but have there yeah. been give us TikTok and give us everything and for those days yeah who knows who who could have done what with with what they were putting out you know right pretty crazy. crazy to think about man because like yeah like that that cloth like is very kind of like specific to that time i was carrying crates for guys who dj'd that way and the, you know what kind of music do you play was kind of like an eye roll question like Mm-hmm. I'm a DJ. I play whatever the fuck I want to play, you know. And now it's like, well, I, you know, for me, I'm like, oh, like you know, dance music, so yeah. you know, house, disco, stuff like that. But like, really, like, I still like hip hop, and I would play it if I could. So it's, I, I, I hate answering that question. And like you said, but like when you zero in these days, now it's kind of like it's a better move because then you can build more on that way. And people, you play this. Steve plays that way so we're gonna book him for these gigs and open format still exists but like it's really just top 40 hip-hop and R&B. yeah yeah it's just the scenes change man and, and props it's kind of unfortunate nobody picked up the ball and props to phenom because like i said before like he was one of the few djs who i've i heard that was throwing in all types of shit didn't, didn't care if it lost the crowd not that it did, but, but but was willing to take those risks and and you just don't you just don't see that that I, I don't see that with myself sometimes. I I admittedly will play into the crowd and just give them what they know, but it, it's always refreshing when you hear someone doing something that's that's not not the you know the the common way to do it and you know it takes it takes a lot of. Um, musical knowledge and also um you gotta be brave to do that you gotta be not afraid there is something about uh i think a lot of djs are are afraid to lose a crowd which could mean lose their gig which could mean lose their check you know what i mean like and and that's why you know it's easier to just play taiga or city girls you know what i mean but 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 you know, like I, I always give Phenom his props because I was like, "Yo, this dude was playing shit that like I was like, what the fuck?" But I love this song. Like, why, why is this being played right now at three a.m. With, with with this afters with all this bottle service? You know what I mean? And and it's just like that's a dope shit, you know. Appreciate that. That's, yeah. a, that's high praise coming from you. So thank you, sir. Yeah, man. Um, and, and, and adding on to that, too, I do want to say I think that AM bridged that culture between celebrity and DJ, you know, where yeah. people were equals, where the celebrity wasn't too cool. They were cool enough because they wanted to go see the DJ, who was the cool person. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that that has gotten lost, too, where utility DJs just become a utility player. Yep. You know? and right. Like, and now and now the celebrities are DJing, you know, mm-hmm. like, the when, he, are the when he when he was alive, they wouldn't dare. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they would they would go to his party, but they weren't fucking touching getting near those turntables. You know what I mean? So now now it's a it's a it's a marketing ploy to connect yourself with a celebrity and and get booked like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, right. But 
but you know, it, it, it was, it was a special time. You know what I mean? Like luckily you guys were there and you, and you understand it, but there's a lot of DJs who, who missed it, you know, but you know, what's the, you guys feel like, sorry. Do you guys feel like technology, do you feel like technology has also played a part in this? Like, yes, our, the catalyst of that style was lost. And like, there's plenty of guys like, for example, all of Deck Savers. I mean, Saver, Deck Saver. I'm looking at my Deck Savers, Deck Stars, who um, were um, obviously good DJs. Like, there's plenty of great DJs out there, but he was uh, like the guy. And is the availability of DJ gear and DJ software and like, if, you know, back in the day, like we had to save a lot of money to to start this shit. And now for 200 bucks, like anybody can do it. So is it like, and just, you know, not be good at it, but be good enough. Is it, is the availability of it kind of something that changes the culture? Because like, you know, a celebrity can, Will Smith is doing, you know, going viral for doing DJ sets now and they're not good. You know what I mean? They're just good enough that they are, you know, the average person doesn't know the difference. So, no Will Smith slander. <laughs> I know we love Big Willie. I don't mean to. You will not slander the Fresh Prince on this show. And, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but Will's not. I know what DJ. you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I know like, I'm saying. not saying it's trash. But he can DJ. He can DJ worse. over anyone else. That's for damn sure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So like. Well, look, look at, look at, look, look what's behind you. You know what I mean? Like, look, right. look at the evolution. But you, 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 without that, you weren't a DJ twenty yeah. years ago. Yeah, you couldn't yeah. call yourself a DJ without that wall behind you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I do think I do think it is technology and also social media and marketing and you know what I mean? Like that that became a big thing. I don't know, four four years ago, four or five years ago. Like, how many followers do they have? How you know what I mean? Like how many mm-hmm. how many people are going to see the flyer they promote? How much will they right. promote it? Are they going to cut the promo video? about seeing them at this club all these things that like you didn't have to didn't do matter didn't, before but but you know yeah i mean i it definitely plays a plays a part mm-hmm. i think it's crazy now man <laughs> yeah i think they should just put up like a uh make a, a am lives tiktok and just post all of his mashups as they were played oh. out and just have it go viral as fuck because yeah, i would love that it would still hold up yeah. Nothing. Nothing has missed a step in in since he's been gone. You know, yeah. like you could post that up right now and be like, "Hey, this is Sweet Home Alabama." Hold up, hold on to your fucking ass. You know, yeah. Viral. You know, like yeah. It's crazy. And it's crazy the impact that you guys had um, in that time, man. And we didn't even mention Bloghouse. <laughs> what was going on in that weird? You know, banana split Sundays, Aoki, LA. Um, well, just just as, just, just like just like you were saying with kind of Theo being a precursor to kind of like that indie alt R and B rap sound that mm-hmm. that came after it. That's the same. That's what Banana Split was. You know what I mean? Like without Banana Split, like I don't think there is. The blockhouse era you know what i mean like not without it but it coincided with it and it and it and it it made it important and it made it a movement yeah. you know what i mean like like if you weren't if you weren't up on hype m back yeah. then i mean yeah. me me and mighty my made a kanye touch the sky mgmt mashup that kanye 
put on his blog. You know what I mean? Like how crazy was that? <laughs> but he, but even that was so early on. Like if Kanye did that seven years later, it would have been like crazy, you know. But it was like early yeah. in his blog, and it was like oh props, you know. But now looking back, you're like holy shit, like Kanye featured me on his my mashup on his yeah that's fucking next level that's my boy but like but like the the return on it like the props you got or like no one wanted to book me because i because kanye featured my mashup on his page but if he did that fucking in 2020 (laughs) a lot of people a lot of people would be talking about that shit oh who did that mashup that kanye's posting you know what i mean so it's just like it's it's crazy man but that that was such a I just remember one of the first times going to Band Split and seeing these guys dressed up in outlandish fucking colors, and they look like, 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 damn, like a clown show. I was like, who the fuck are these guys? And it was, it ended up being LMFAO. It was Red Foo and Sky Blue, <laughs> but they they stood out like a sore thumb, you know. But Red Foo is a genius, and he had the. Uh, even from the early banana split days, which which out of that came I'm in Miami bitch. And then you know that was clearly a springboard, but but yeah, but dude was a mastermind, man. He saw it early, he knew that sound and all that shit. I went into some store the other day and they were playing party rock anthem. I was like, damn, I haven't heard this song in like <laughs> eight eight years, but at the same time, I was like, dude, this was like the biggest shit ever when it was out. And I was like, and I still think about those early banana split days and we booked Red Food. We booked LMFAO. We used to do a video DJ night at this dive bar called Winston's in West Hollywood that was like really popping. And we booked Red Food for, I think, $100 and a bottle of Grey Goose. What? <laughs> and, 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 and he pulled up with Sky Blue and they performed I'm in Miami, bitch. Mm. <laughs> yeah. What a time, man. By the but, time they got to Vegas, they were just like, I remember, you know, I was I was young too, so I mean, they had a night at Marquee, the time, right? They had well before that they were oh yeah they had they started at Marquee and it was um, Party Rock Mondays, and mm-hmm. I remember like by that time that whole well at least to me like oh wait we had been gone like that era was over. This song is so played, but everybody was still doing it and still on the wave, and I thought it was late, but everybody was showing up with the zebra pants and the shutter shades. I'm like, shuffling. Oh, this was like yep. shuffling. This was like four <laughs> years late. Yeah. And then they came to excess like two years after that. This, this That wave lasted like six years. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like rolling my eyes, but I'll never forget when I was 19 or 20 years old, taking the bus, yeah. listening on my iPod to my blog house playlist and listening to LMFAO, like that shit was fresh. Yeah. Those motherfuckers were shoot like you said they're a genius i'm not gonna see her in front like yeah that shit was fire <laughs> yeah. let's make a song called shots to get the bar ring to go up like yo every mm-hmm. in the world is gonna play that i'm, I'm not i'm telling you dude was a mastermind it's crazy did you recognize you it laugh at now, but they're genius. Huh? Did you recognize at that moment like okay okay dance music is about to take a fucking rocket to me yeah yeah, for sure. Well, and B-more was cracking, and I was mm-hmm. messing with some some B-more remixes, and AM pl- would play some of my remixes, and it was just like a yeah, it was a cool time, man. You could just mess with music, and, yeah. if, it sa- and if it sounded cool, people would fuck with it. You know what I mean? But but yeah, because the electronic shit that was coming out 
was it didn't sound like anything before it you know what i mean mm-hmm. I, I feel like i feel like that even though it was dance and up tempo it still is the precursor for say flume or Sam Jalali, even like the hip hop electronic, like, yeah. like, like, like that's what that kind of electronic era morphed into. And Kay sure. Tronada, like it's still, you know, I'm not saying that it influenced, but a lot of those, a lot, oh, that sound, you know, it, it's, right. line, it's lineage to that, I would think, you know? Yeah. It's not, it's not like soulful or like as melodic as some house is. Yeah but it's more melodic than like just straight up techno yeah and like some of the sounds were a little more like even like metal influenced like bloody beat roots and mastercraft and stuff like that yeah. or like crookers like but you had it was but, a little heavier but then you had like cup copy and like that yeah. dude that dude sang and it was like soulful you know what i mean like yeah or, or metric you know you have these electronic groups or, or LaRue, like that whole era. Like, oh, oh, they're mixing the electronic sound with like these good soulful like, vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or like mm-hmm. even some of the guys that were just sampling, like. I think the big turning vocals. point when like the banana split sound went mainstream was when Calvin Harris went from his merrymaking at my place sound to um, I'm not alone and that sound. You know what I mean? That, that, that like like Swedish House Mafia like that shit was popping like that, but I don't think it really broke through fully till Calvin did it and did it on that crate like really blew it up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think that like to me that's the and then and then remember like um, Chris Brown took his song with the yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then it's like all right this is like this but this is this is this has its roots in that banana split scene, the, the sound of banana split. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. e- even though it's here on the radio and in the Vegas nightclubs now, like that's where it started. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. I, love, yeah. I love that fucking Calvin album that I, I created disco or whatever. Disco, yeah. yeah. That's so a monster. Sick. And people are like, oh, Calvin Harris. And I'm like, yo, go back, go back, go back to the beginning of Calvin Harris and you'll hear yeah. something. Shit, man. Yeah, it's funky. Those man. first two, those first two albums are funky. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. Um, I want to fast forward to the current. You guys are open, open in Los Angeles as of yesterday. Yeah. Yep. What's yep. uh, what's your approach now? Is the phone ringing? Are you getting back out there? Are you gonna? Yeah. I got I got some stuff here and there. I'm kind of. I'm actually. I'm gonna see what's up with Vegas. Honestly, I'm gonna. Oh, hey. Yeah. Hey. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna holler at Eddie and. You know, like Vegas was cool when I was there. I was doing like best friend on the record. They had that tequila bar right there. Like it was, it was some cool. Like I really could be myself. You know what I mean? I could really, you know, I wasn't Eddie. Eddie is cool and lets DJs do them. You know, mm-hmm. there, there is a format, but you do yourself within that format. If it's a '90s hip hop sound, if it's a Latin heavy sound, you know what I mean. So I really like those gigs. You know what I mean? Like I was. I was digging it before it all got shut down, but yeah, I think, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm focused more on the questions right now. Honestly, I'm trying to, trying to get, do the questions and do it bigger and, and grow it because one thing I regret in my DJ career and that my advice to a lot of DJs is build something from the ground up, a party, a group, you know, pro- your own production, like have something that isn't just 
you as the DJ. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yep. and for and for me, like look at the do over, look at Shaba, look at all these parties that people are doing that it's um you know like Shaba is Sean G and Drewbert's party, but the name Shaba is so synonymous and so branded. They have an Apple Music radio show. They do collabs with Nike. You know what I mean? Like, it's not easy. AM was the only cat that was doing things on that level. But if you build something separate from you as a DJ, it get like a brand per se, it gives you a lot of room to grow with that. And that for me right now, that's what the questions is. So it's not, it's not, it's not DJing or a party, but you know, that that's kind of my focus right now. But if the gigs, I, I have a few weddings, actually. I got a wedding in August. Oh, yeah. I, I would, you know, my thing is like, I'm not trying to work more for less. I'm trying to work less for more. So mm-hmm. some DJs Love don't that. like, some DJs don't like wedding. Thing with me and weddings is they're always kind of in my wheelhouse through a friend, through someone I know. So I never feel like I'm the hired help. Like right. I, I know someone there. They're cool with me. It's going to be as stress-free as possible like because a lot of these are like i wouldn't do weddings but i'm like the ones i do i have fun at you yeah. know what i mean like i don't do that many of them i'm not a, a wedding i don't have a wedding dj company but <laughs> but they pay well they pay yeah. better than djing at that bar or that blah blah, sure blah. so i'm like fuck oh, it, I'll rock yeah. it. You're, you're squared away for at least a couple months after you hit that wedding yeah you're exactly straight up exactly. Mm-hmm. So let me ask uh, any wild wedding stories. Shit goes awry, had an issue with the bride, anything like that? Nothing crazy. I did a wedding in uh, Cabo once and it was for some NFL player. Hmm. And this is like fucking 13 years ago. And it wasn't crazy, but Donovan McNabb was there. Oh, hey. (laughs) And the whole time he's literally got it. He's just like, Got his arm on my DJ table, drunk, leaning over to me like, "You ain't got, you ain't got that." Or I play something like Gap Band, like, "What, what you know about, about that?" What you know about that? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, in my head, I'm like, "I love you, Donovan, but you're annoying the fuck out of me." <laughs> but he was cool. But you know what was funny about that gig? It was the first time someone requested Drake from me, Whoa. and it was it was one of those big linemen. He's like, he's like, "You got that new Drake?" And I was like, I kind of, like, oh, you know, like you give him like, yeah, no, like, but Drake? Lo, lo and behold, it was a new artist named Drake that he wanted to hear. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Donovan, man. I yeah. know about that. I, I know, I, I knew I had to ask because you and Spider have the celebrity stories and, you know, I wanted to get into that. Have you gotten, let me see here. What's the most money you've gotten for a song request? Let me ask that. Oh, not nothing too crazy. I know Spiders killed it with like Dana White and shit, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I I I think my presence when I'm DJing is I try to give off an aura of unapproachable, unapproachable. Yeah. yeah. So people people don't come. You know, probably a hundred or two hundred bucks. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. I kind of like have that like don't fuck with me. I'm working. Vibe, uh-huh. You know what I mean? Well, you got to get through Donovan McNabb at all your gigs first, and then- yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, I, I mean, yeah right. That's a big ass dude, you know. What you know about this? I, I, nothing, sir. <laughs> the, yeah. yeah. I uh, just found this. I want to pass. I want to pass it to Nick. We like to ask this certain question every show. Sure, Nico. So, 
I'm stoked, man, because who did we just find out has a new Skrillex. 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 So shout out to our buddy Skrillex and the fine people over at McDonald's. We want to offer you an endorsement deal, sir. And we would like to know where is your meal going to be and what is it? And it has to be a fast food establishment, like national. It could be regional, okay. but it has to be fast food. I got it. Jersey Mike's. Okay. Woo! Okay. Let's go. Speak on it. What is I, I, don't, I don't know. I, they put something addictive in their fucking sauce or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just like... Crack, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I used to be a subway head like my whole life. I used to skateboard when I was 12 years old. We'd eat subway every day. I ate subway up to like a few years ago. And now <laughs> like I, I never want subway. And literally every day when I see Jersey Mike's, I was like, oh, I'll get a turkey and provolone. Ooh, sounds good. It's, it's not even like the best sandwich. There's just something about it. It 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 eats really easy. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> so that's, that's been my spot lately. I don't know why, but it is. They, there's something addicting. I, I swear. Give us the specific order down to the drink at Jersey Mike's and the uh, chips. It's a. Chips it's so it's a turkey provolone. Mm. Add may Mike's way. Okay. Add mayo. Extra pickles. Mm. No tomatoes. Mm. Um, cool Ranch Doritos. And um, they got that um, cream cream soda. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got the, 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 yeah. They got the root beer and the cream soda. Yeah. I like the cream soda. That's my, that's, 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 that's the Wonder Meal. That's, <laughs> Hell yeah, that's the Wonder like Meal. It. Shout out to Jersey and, it, and if yeah. I could have one sponsorship, it would be this brand right here, Ito N. It's Japanese tea. Let's go, Ito. They got these. They got these in in vending machines out there. But this dark green tea, Shecky Green, put me onto this, but. They have a jasmine tea that's bomb, but I, I love this tea. I, I go to like, um, what's the store called? I go to all these Japanese markets and buy boxes of this shit. Yeah, like, I can't stop drinking it. It's my favorite. So Ito in if you're out there. Their reps. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna say hopefully Ito in has a rep that listens to the show. That'd be good. That's, yeah. that's a dream sponsorship right there. Let's go. <laughs> I asked this last week, and I want to stick with it for this week. You're playing the do over tomorrow. What song are you opening your set with? Oh shit! Um, damn. Well, one time I did a a boo over. No, not the boo over. One time I DJed at on the night that Breaking Bad finale was, and I played the Breaking Bad theme. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I think it would be. For some reason, everybody loves the sunshine. Is popping in my head, but but I would play like a remix like a cover version or something, not just the original. I, I got this new Jim Sharp edit of it that's pretty dope. Like, mm-hmm. I would play something like that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. it de- depending on what time is set. Daytime, yeah. probably that. And, and you know, nighttime, it's turn up. You know, nighttime, the crowd wants to get bucked. So something, so, something dope throwback with energy. You know what I mean? I can't, you know. No, that's dope. Yeah. Is the boo-over a Halloween do-over? Yes. Okay, cool. I did it one year with a and Scratch Bastard uh played played too. That's my dog. I love that guy. Mm. Hot sauce king. Hot sauce yes. king. Yeah. Okay, uh, let me ask you this. So we are uh developing our DJ Biopic Cinematic Universe. <laughs> so in our DJ Biopic Cinematic Universe, who is playing Steve Wonder? It could be anybody dead or alive. Oh, what actor? Yeah. 
actor yeah. or musician, anybody, anybody in entertainment. Yeah, we, we like the idea of musicians turned actors. Yeah. Oh. Fuck. But if you got an actor in mind, please. I mean, you know who they, I used to think I looked like was Fred Savage. Oh, okay, let's go. And The Wonder Years was my favorite show growing up. Right, so I was like, yes. I, I got to stick with Fred Savage. And 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 he he played the mole. He did in, in Austin Powers, and I got moles. <laughs> and I always thought that was a funny connection. So That's let's go, funny. Fred Savage. Yeah, and his and his last name Savage. And it is Savage. Yeah. Yeah. His Savage. last name is Savage legally. Yeah, I think <laughs> I don't know that. I don't he was know that. he was Savage before everyone. And his brother was in Boy Meets World. Was he Savage before Randy? Oh, good call, Randy. Randy's the mm. first. The OG Savage. Yeah. OG Savage. The OG. Uh, Steve, what artist or album got you through the pandemic? Ooh. You know what? Twitch got me through the pandemic. Okay. So it was, I, I wasn't bumping one thing specifically. I was not downloading music, honestly. Mm. Um, Twitch and podcasts, man. I'm a big podcast guy. Who do you listen to besides us? Besides you, who do I listen to? Um, shit, where to start? I like Jalen and Jacoby for oh, like my, yes. my sports shit. Yes, I like I like I like a lot of the Ringer podcasts. Mm. I actually like Talib yeah. Kweli's podcast when he has a guest on. Of mm-hmm. course, Quest Love Supreme. I go between the the hip hop minutia and sports. And uh, you know, my cousin Sean has a great podcast. Can't knock the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Um, Open Mike Eagles podcast last year with Prince Paul. The one that had happened was. That was amazing. And mm. that was, he put that out right like last March, like last April, literally like when the pandemic, literally when there was that kind of just paranoia and that sense of like not knowing what's happening in the world. So yeah. that was my jam through the pandemic for sure. So big up open mic eagle on that. Hey. Oh, fucking hey, yeah. spiders. So we are setting up our, um, I, I mean, why did I say that? <laughs> Holy shit, my bad. Yo, You're thinking of Spider's podcast. I am. I am. Oh my god. It's okay. He said strap stars or something like that. Oh yeah, he did. I said deck <laughs> savers. He said deck deck savers. <laughs> yeah. You're sitting on my turntables right now. I'm not oh. I'm not saying shit for the rest of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep your mouth shut. I got a lot of edits to make. Don't worry about it, boy. Okay, cool. You got me on that. First, right, first one's on me. So perfect. Hey, yeah, put me on your email list. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Steve, so we're setting up our our five on five um, podcast playlist on Spotify. Okay. Uh, what song do we need to add on there? What song do you need to add? Um, I'm trying to think of some new shit that I've heard. Um, God, why am I blanking? Um, add. Add something by oh maybe that what have I listened to recently? I like that. I guess DM that new DMX. I like the one with Jay Z. The Ooh, I like that song. Uh, yeah. Mouth salts. Yeah. 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 You gotta it's, listen to that. I still haven't listened to that. Oh, you need to listen to it. It's show some love to the X. Yeah, it's, it's all it's good. all Swizz, right? Swizz on every beat. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. for the most part. That's, dope. That's sick. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to all of it. I, I listened to the one with like the Griselda guys on it. Have you guys updated your phones and got um and, and did your Apple uh, music update with Adobe Atmos? No. Oh yeah, feature? yeah. It's it's nice. 
Mm-hmm. I gotta check that out. It's a good way to listen um, to music. Sidebar, I remembered who I was talking about at the top of the show, J Live. Rappers who make their own beats. That oh, guy yes. DJs while yes. rapping. So yes. <laughs> sorry. Just had to get it out. I would have died. And- Glad you came back. Yo, Thanks, while guys. we have Steve here, I want to talk about this because it's not today. The XXL Freshman 2021 list. Ooh, yeah. name it, name it. I'm going to run down it here. Uh, <laughs> and give me a thumbs up, a thumbs a thumbs up if you like them, thumbs down if you don't like them, or a thumbs sideways if you don't know who the hell that is. I was going to say right. it's mostly going to be uh, who the hell are they, but go ahead. Uh, 42 Doug. Ha, ah, my guy. Okay, two up, two sideways. Who shysty? Ah, my guy. If he can stay uh, out of up jail. Across the board. If he can stay uh, out of jail. Yeah. Fuck. Flo Millie. Flo Millie, yes. Girl can rap. Uh Moreda one? More uh More. Oh, More. Uh, on the on the Cole album. Okay. Yeah. Wait, uh, wait. He's the one who has a joint with YG right now? No. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Oh no, that's Mozzie. Mozzie got a joint with YG too. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Koi Liray. Oh yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a singer. Heard the name. She, she sings sure, too. I'm just gonna leave my my thumb here. <laughs> That's neutral. Uh, Ian Dior. Oh yeah, Ian Dior. Come on. Oh yeah. Bro. Shout out oh, to yeah. Ian. Shout out to my buddy Bonks. There you go. Uh, yes, yes. Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose. She can spit. Isn't she an actress? It is, there is a Ruby Rose that's an actress. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And, and she DJs. And she and does DJ, DJ. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. She got fired from hey. Batwoman. Uh, is this Blast? B L X. Oh, Blast. Oh, my God. Blast. Yes. He likes okay. all of them. I do. <laughs> he likes them all. That um, keeps up. Uh, Lakia. Lakia. Oh, Lakai 47. Lakai. Oh, L A K E Y H. Oh, no. Oh, I don't know that one. I thought that was the one that skills that uh, one. works with. I got hype on Lakaya. Um, not, not Kamaya, Lakaya? Lakaya. 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 Kamaya, Lakaya. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Who? Sorry. Sorry. Tootsie? Who? Tootsie? Tootsie. Hey. Two, two teeth? <laughs> two teeth. Uh, DDG? Pontiac made DPG. Okay. So Travis is very happy with this year's. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay because see, all the all these people pretty much hit hit it pretty big during the uh during the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. I only know Pooh Shiesty because I went on a trip. I went on a trip to Tulum with my boy Stocks. Do you guys know Stocks? Invest in Stocks. He rap he raps too, but he was playing that that back in blood. Back in blood, yeah. So I was like, All right, this, this shit's cool, yeah. He he's just he's just living his raps right now, and it's not a good thing. He needs to sit down for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but isn't that Ooh. the same as that TK guy, the race guy? Didn't he go to jail too? Or oh, oh yeah, TK, TK, yeah, um, TK. Yeah, yep. Same with him. Same with um, Bobby. I mean, yeah, Bobby. Rap- Rowdy, uh, Rowdy Rebel. Mystical. Hey, the thing is, the, the labels don't care because if the song's popular, no. they, you know. No, the label's just trying to cash yeah. in. Yeah. They so. don't care about those kids. Yep. Just trying to cash in. Yeah. Uh, we do have to talk about, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, we saw The Conjuring last Conjuring week. Conjuring 3. Oh. Conjuring 3. Devil made me do it. Nick, 
uh, made a face and then rolled his eyes at the same time. So I'm with it. there tomorrow. I'm I rolled my eyes so it. far back. They came back to normal. Okay. I liked it. Well, that, yeah. that happened to the, to the kid in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Same here. Cause it was fucking terrible. This, best one of the franchise. Yeah. 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 I agree. Hands down. Do we I see agree. the same movie? I don't know. It was. I, I saw it in the theater, though. We're back in the theater now. Ooh. I saw a movie in theaters, too, but it wasn't. You guys okay. are laughing at me. Okay, okay, okay. Loki. Loki, episode two. It came oh, out. two. I haven't seen two. I saw one. I liked one. It's great. It's great. For all my MCU fans out there, it's great. Well, since we're shouting out movies, shout out to Demon Slayer. I saw that. Shout out to all my anime heads. Let's go. Hey, let's go. Yeah. Sold out theater. It was I haven't seen fun. it yet. Uh, wait, let me pass this back to Steve real quick. Who's winning the NBA championship this year? Oh shit, the Hawks won. Sorry, the I Hawks did win. Yeah, they came up. back. They, Whoa, they that's insane. Yeah, it, it was I, Trey. Trey brought them back. I turned that game off and they were down crazy. Whoa. Yeah, uh, I, I finished that game. It was who's great. Yo, that was like that was like yesterday the Brooklyn game. What KD, oh, they make KD, KD put the bro. KD KD put that team on the back, man. All right. It changes every day, man. Because just yesterday, I mean, just today, CP3's out and Kawhi's yeah. out. Yeah. I, I had I had the Suns before the CP3 news, and I think I still have the Suns because I don't think his quarantine will be that long. And I think that campaign, his backup, is playing yeah. well, you, well you enough. You play without him right now. Yeah, yeah. He's playing well enough. Like, it, it is a loss, but it's not the end of the world for right. them. But, but, like, Kawhi being out, even though it's a close game right now, like, I don't know if they can win without Kawhi. Like, that's that's like, that's their best player. Like, yeah, I don't think I don't think they can win without Kawhi. I don't think any and they're team tied to win. two right now. So I, I I I've had Suns Nets in the finals, mm. and I want the Suns to win because I don't like the Nets. That's I don't crazy. I don't like the three star team. Yeah. I don't like the I don't like the one on one ball. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's just not not so. I and, don't like the Nets. And, and since I'm a Lakers fan. I was like the team that beat us to go and win it. So mm-hmm. it kind of takes a sting out of the loss. Like, well, at least we lost to the champion. You know what I mean? Yo, if the Clippers beat the Lakers, do you go for the Clippers? Hell no. Never. Okay. That's what I like. <laughs> I like That's crazy. That's madness. No, no. I, I cannot stand Brooklyn with everything in me. I hate their three stars. I've never hated it. Yeah, but I, I can't, I can't I stand Giannis. I can't stand Giannis. No. I think yeah, I, I'm a Celtics I, guy also. I agree with Jupiter. Like I can I can't stand Giannis more than those guys. Because those guys, one can hit their free throws. Yeah. Did you see Giannis fumble that pass from Milton at the end yeah. of the game? Like, oh, yeah. like the Giannis just he's not a crunch. Here, here's the thing. I, I used to I used to like I, I listened to the interviews with Giannis a long time ago and I knew I was like, he's he's not leaving Milwaukee. Like mm-hmm. he he wants to win on his own. Yeah. And I was like, early on, I was like, man, I respect that dude so much. He's not KD. He's not going to other teams. But then I thought about it. I'm like, I have less respect for him because here's the thing. He's not a number one. Like, right. although although his numbers and all the awards and accolades, he is, he's like a shared player. You know, like he has to share a team with another mm-hmm. star. And I think he, he has can't a, be the in, number one star. I, I think he has an insane ego and thinks he's the number one guy, but he's Urgh. not. He's actually like a number two guy. Man, you're, you're not. The, you're, yeah. Well, your number one guy has to get it done in crunch time. Right. You know what I mean? And right. and, and and he doesn't. You know, like so. 
Yeah, I think I, I was just having this uh, this conversation with Swerve uh, up in Seattle. Swerve, shout out Swerve. Yeah. Um, yeah, he 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 wants to be the man, and I think I think Milwaukee coddles him, and I, I think I yeah. think he um, I think he thinks that he is the Aaron Rodgers on the team, and he's not Aaron Rodgers. Well, I, I think, think he, Drew I, was a big help up there. Oh yeah, he's play. I think but he's, he's not. I think he's AD, and he needs a LeBron. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. The, like, like it's that that like it, like I don't think AD's winning any titles on his own. You no. know what I mean? Like, well, he didn't. He didn't. And yeah. and it's like, yo, like it's almost disrespectful to the game that you can't make your free throws, and his threes are trash. You gotta take like, thirteen seconds to shoot a free throw. Come on. <laughs> so let's go, Suns. He's like single digits for like thirty something in the playoffs for threes. I mean, and especially yeah. KD just had like literally like a top four all time game against him. Like dog, like you, right. you need to go, you need to go reevaluate like your yeah. every everything. In so what? I respect KD's game. I just hate him as a yeah. person. I don't like. Well, the way watch he the moves. next time. Watch the next time Giannis dribbles. He dribbles with his head down. <laughs> I hate. <laughs> That's all I dribble. Yeah, see? I hate I cannot stand KD. I hate James Harden and I especially hate Kyrie fucking Irving. Oh wow. I hate the Nets. I hate that the Boston Celtics took everything, including the kitchen sinks, and they're fucking better than us. <laughs> like try fact. Keep going. Keep going, so man. Much. I feel like you're on a roll right now. We just letting you, you have. Want me to, can we do we this? You can have we do this? this? Go ahead. Is this where I'm just gonna vent? Go ahead. Right, this look. is you. This is you. <laughs> Danny Ainge. I'm glad he's fucking gone. <laughs> I'm glad he's gone. His two biggest claims are just two fucking like Las Vegas style jackpots, where he scored Kevin uh, is Kevin Garnett. He got Kevin Garnett, which wasn't even him. That was Kevin McHale that got Kevin Garnett. And then his second one is when we got everything from the Nets for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and did fucking fuck all with it. We never did anything with any of those picks. We got Marcus Smart and fucking, like, we got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like, not complaining. But anytime we had the chance to get, like, his, our resume is full of, like, almost. We almost got fucking Anthony Davis. We almost got Kawhi Leonard. And anytime we almost got those guys, the next season, they fucking want a ring. So, like, what was Danny Age doing with all these assets? I fucking hate him. I hate it. He fucking <laughs> ruined it for me. And now we're just, like, middle of the East, which well, you, isn't you, even as good as the West. It's It was also, like, I, I know it's a business, but... It's karma for what they did to Isaiah Thomas, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. He was a fan favorite, and you can't they, – they got rid of a fan favorite for Kyrie who wasn't a fan favorite right. and, and also just left them in the – it's like – Played, it's like, like, 18 games and left us. It's like dumping your girlfriend that, like, genuinely loves you for, like, a hot chick that gives you sex that's going to, like, go to the next man. You know what I mean? It's like – and very yeah. mediocre. To be yeah. honest, he, there you go. he had a couple good games, but he played like eighteen of them, and then fucking didn't play in the playoffs. Well, I mean, but you also lost uh, Hayward in the first game of the year. That was tough. He man, we lost Hayward in like seven seconds. He played yeah, that, seven, that was the eight. Like, yeah, he was on my fantasy team that year. It was brutal. Uh, I was like, oh my god, bad. I can't believe. I that. was, but his contract is fucking huge, bro. His contract was huge, and I don't know. I don't want to shit on him. Well, he he was. I just feel like. 
he was gonna you you were gonna get you were gonna get that money's worth though if he if he didn't do that though. Do you feel that way or do you feel like no, I feel that way because small I, I feel that way. I do feel that anybody way. could be a star in Utah. Well, he hasn't he hasn't been right at since. the time. He hasn't been right since. He hasn't been the same. Well, his fucking shin split in half. Exactly. Of course not. The first so game I, was I seven forget. seconds left. So I'm saying. I, I forgive, I forgive him and I totally understand why. <laughs> you forgive him. <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, I don't, shouldn't say I forgive, like, I'm mad at him, like, but, like, I understand rather. But I, even still, if that didn't happen, I don't know if he would have been worth that max contract. He would have been. He would have been. We're paying him as much as, like, almost KD gets paid. No fucking way. Let me, let me interject here and say that the Suns and Four guy is the best mascot in the NBA right now. Oh, yeah. It's for sure. sure. Hands even, pretty good. Even more reason to root for them. Yeah. I yeah. I saw that behavior and I was like, I'm a Suns fan now. Yeah. Especially he did that in 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 Denver. <laughs> that right. was a hell yeah. That was a rogue. I'm like, this guy's a fucking boss. Yeah. In Denver. I he really hope they guy. I really hope they make it, man. CP3 deserves it. That one. guy cannot catch a break. He needs yeah. one. It, yeah. It's like the league is holding him out, like really. And who who's getting COVID right now? Come on. The fans can come in. The fans can come in, but like the CP3 can't. Yeah, it's too weird. The the NBA hates CP3. He couldn't join the Lakers. (laughs) They just not not at us. This league hates CP3. This could spiral out, but we are going to keep it in the bud. Yes. Let's do it because I get worked up. We talked about no, we know, D. We know. (laughs) Yeah. That's for our basketball podcast. Yeah, there you go. What is on the horizon, sir? I know you got the questions tomorrow. By the time this drops, this will have already have happened with Dell. No big yeah. deal. What else you got on the horizon, sir? Um, shit, these weddings and um, I don't yeah. know. You know, I'm just uh, I'm trying to get back into. You know, I'm really inspired by these guys like Nick Bike and my man DJ Irie who are doing their Patreons now, mm-hmm. where they have monthly subscriptions. So I don't know, man. I'd love to. I'm trying to get that that remix edit bug edit bug back mm-hmm. in me where like I'm really motivated and the creativity is flowing. I, I feel like there still would be a market for people to want my edits. So, and, well, and pa- Patreon seems like the best way to kind of monetize the work you do. You know, it's like, you don't want to spend a whole lot of time working on shit and like no one, no one cares for it. So right. yeah, man. I mean that that's, that's kind of like what I'm trying to get the energy up for that. And yeah, if people want to, follow the questions on youtube we're trying to build our youtube page over there and just yeah man just 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 keeping it funky you know shout out those socials let everyone know where they can find you and the questions um so it's the questions hip-hop on ig and youtube i think um my ig is dj steve wonder my twitch is steve wonder not my twitch yeah my twitch is steve wonder and my my um Twitter is Steve Wonder. And um, yeah. Mixcloud Steve Wonder. Yeah. Steve One D E R. That's where all my all my stuff is. You can find my uh my IG has my link tree. You can just get all the shit I got on there. So well, listen to this man. Go support this man. You gonna stick with Twitch as well? You're gonna be doing that still? Yeah, I've I do it here and there, you know, yeah. like I I, I I like it, but I also can't spend my time not making money. You know what I mean? Like the amount of time I spend doing it and the amount I, you know, it's cool, but like I I can be doing other work and making, making, you know, at some point it's like, 
it's kind of like you, you really are a bedroom DJ at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like props to everyone who, who's killed it. I still love watching everyone yeah. scratch bastard, but it's such a grind. And I kind of didn't, I realized back in like November, December, when people were like, when it was everything that you had to put your all into it to really build your channel. Like I got a good amount of followers. Um, I got some traction, but, but, it was such a transition for everyone. It, 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 you start to feel it's like it gets emotional and shit. Like when you're broadcasting to four people, and you know what I mean. There's just <laughs> you know, there's just so much behind it. I mean, I've, I've had great broadcasts. I've had I've had I've had rough ones, you know. But but a lot of a lot of DJs devoted themselves to it, and they're mm. reaping the benefits. You know, I just in between that and like. I just couldn't devote myself to it like that, you know, and, but I'll still be, I still have it, you know, if I'm ever like kind of just feeling like freestyle and getting on for sure. Thanks for watching. We will all agree on that because there's many a times where I've been on Twitch to zero people or just meek. Uh, or me Travis <laughs> Travis said fuck that I'm not gonna get Twitch no. you're not gonna catch me <laughs> Travis said that flat out I'm not doing it I ain't doing Travis, it Travis said I'll watch you guys uh, Neek uh, and I have done it where it's been dope where it's been whack we did our uh, one year for the podcast on there which was that was dope Bill, but yeah. we had to have you know 65 motherfuckers in the room to get shit cracking you know yeah every hour um but yeah man it's hats off to everybody that sticks with that grind because it's just what it is it's a grind with a capital g man yeah yeah it was it it was a great outlet and and i really felt like you can really reflect yourself your personality you know i just kind of i kind of winged my my um video equipment i didn't really do a green screen it was just kind of like i was just like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna just i was spending a lot of videos and stuff which is cool but um you know yeah like i i i don't know i think i should have been more proactive in asking to work with people and doing more of the raid stuff and and this and that but you know we'll see where zoom not zoom we'll see where twitch is a year from now and if people are still getting views or not, you know. I mean, I we're seeing what we're seeing what's happening right now. I mean, I don't see as many DJs on it right now. Yeah, totally, totally. Opening up, so yeah. But we also saw Will Smith on there the other day with Jeff. So there you this go. This is true. But I watched Jeff on on YouTube though on YouTube Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I think if, if nothing else, if somebody buckled down and got their head on it that they should absolutely stream every set you know oh, they have for sure computer if the wi-fi is good it's yeah. just an extra bag and more yeah. fans floating yeah. around there yeah really shout, out shout out to b dot shout out to b dot yeah i could see cats like bastard you know what i mean like yeah if you got yeah. a thousand viewers and you're and and you can you can set the rig up and 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 broadcast Why not? like you're saying yeah it's just it's just more do. more exposure more money i mean yeah. everything everything is good about it but i've been i've been gifting a lot lately i went i've been like i've been just sending homie five packs and shit you know i wasn't doing that at first but now i'm like any homie i like watch um and i'm filling their stream i've been yeah. doing that more you know what i mean I'm like fuck this i'm just 
I'm gonna support the homies more and shit. So yeah, love that. Dope, Steve, we appreciate you being on the show tonight. Thanks, man. man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank uh, make sure everybody uh, follows this gentleman. Go on a deep dive of his edits, his mashups, his originals. Yeah. A little bit of fucking everything with this man. He's definitely like I said, uh, Mount Rushmore DJs. Dexter yeah. OG. Thanks, man. Yeah. OG. Shout out to Kevin Scott as well and yeah. Direct Music Service. You know, yeah. we got to slide that plug in there. Yeah, Papa oh, Bear. Papa Kevin. Um, Oh, happy birthday. Oh, yes. It was yesterday. Happy birthday, Kev. Happy belated birthday, birthday. Papa Bear Kev. Happy birthday, Kevin. Yes. Uh, We will be back next week with another surprise guest. I think I have a good idea who it is. I think I know who it is, too. I think I know who it is. Can Uh, I say it? Can I say it? No. Go ahead. No. No, I ain't going to say it. Okay, fine. (laughs) Uh, We've been been going back and forth trying to iron out... um, some details on getting these two gentlemen in here. I will give one clue. They were the tour openers for Rihanna, two fantastic DJs. Mm-hmm. And we'll help you on your way decipher just who we're talking about. Go I'm ahead part and- of that Navy, so you know me. I was front row. Travis. You know what? Travis. What? I shouldn't do that? Who's that man crying <laughs> in the crowd? That's <laughs> Just crying. You needed me. Waiting for Rihanna. Yeah. All right, y'all. I'm- everybody, stay safe. Uh, enjoy. Since y'all are back out there, yeah. enjoy. Uh, we're still shut down in Portland, so I'm guessing two more weeks, and we'll be out there with everyone. Yep. In the meantime, go wait in that line at Disney. I saw it, and it looks fucking atrocious. Hey, Avengers Campus, Disney. Let's go. There you go. Thanks again, Steve. Shout out. We'll see you. All right, y'all. Thanks a lot. Week. Peace. Peace. Peace.